Hello and welcome to To The Edge and Beyond, a series that makes sense of powerful innovation for real-world applications. It's brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. Hello and welcome to The Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney, and today we are talking about smart displays. We see them everywhere in retail spaces and shopping malls, but could they be better utilized to not only affect the bottom line for businesses, but also enhance the experience for consumers? Here to answer those questions, my two guests I'm happy to bring on today, Luke Fode, who is the sales director for EMEA, and Stephen Dragosh, who is EMEA business development manager, IoT platforms and solutions. Thank you both for joining me today. No worries. Good to be here. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. So I'm excited as a consumer to talk about what we are about to dive into. We are all pretty familiar with smart displays in malls and retail stores that offer us pretty much a variety of information, sleek pictures, content, sometimes to help guide us and maybe entice us during our shopping trips. But when it comes to brick and mortar retailers fully utilizing this technology, there is a bit of a shortfall. So before we dive into some amazing technological advancements, let's start off with the importance of actually using smart technology in stores. Taking it back a step from a brand's perspective, it's integral that you've got an omni-channel strategy. So not only are you focusing personally on online, but in-store is, is super relevant. So there's two sides to, to the coin here. So from the consumer's perspective, obviously we want to craft store experiences where all the content that we're seeing is actually relevant. So a perfect example being, I'm personally not a young adult with children at the moment. So if I'm seeing childcare related products, it's not really relevant to who I am as a person. So what I'm viewing as a consumer, I want it to be relevant. I want all the promotions and advertising around that to be relevant to my experience. Whereas from a retail perspective, we want to maximize the opportunity in store. So better understand how people are interacting with certain areas, how they're interacting with products. And also we want to increase efficiencies as well around the store. So both from our perspective, we're maximizing the profitability opportunity, but also uh, making maximizing the experience from a consumer perspective. So as we are hopefully pulling out of the pandemic, I think a lot of us have done online shopping over the last two years, probably more than we ever thought. But the good news is we're seeing more and more people heading back out to stores and wanting to see those products in person. So let's talk about from a buying perspective, what are some challenges that physical stores are now seeing and how can smart technology help? Yeah, I, I can't handle it for this one from a starting perspective. So first and foremost, it's great to be back out in uh, the, the real world. It, it was obviously a tough few years we had my hands there. And I've, I, when we first came out of the pandemic, a lot of it was uh, fixated around safe opening. And that's both from a staff perspective as well for customers as well. So a lot of the technologies are around stuff like density management and cleanliness, etc. Whereas now we're moving out of the pandemic, thankfully, and our approach to it is being a lot different to what we first experienced as well. So instead of just focusing on cleanliness, et cetera, in stores, what we're aiming to achieve is to reduce that queue time. So on average, it used to be about 15 minutes. And with the help of our smart cameras, as well as smart key solutions, we've been able to a third of that time to five minutes. So a consumer, when they're delivering a post to a loved one, et cetera, it's, it's really smooth, efficient, and they're straight in and out of the store. So now we've come to get uh, learn a bit more about, I guess, website ordering, and it's a lot more efficient. We want to improve that experience when you're in the store experience as well. During the pandemics, 
was another great example how Intel actually worked with the ecosystem because we very quickly engaged with it all across all of our ecosystem to develop and look at what are the business problems, what reopening, safe reopening was one of them, safe reopening of all kinds of economies, hospitalities, retail specifically. And also, how do we actually merge in the past, I, I like to call them islands of technology that have been deployed across many industries. How do we actually take that security, connectivity, manageability? How do we actually accelerate uh, accelerate? How do we connect all of that? And how do we actually create something which in many cases, somebody might even call omnichannel? How do we actually connect different technologies into something that brings benefit and value to the consumer, to the, to the retailer, or whichever industry it is deployed, and ultimately to whoever needs to manage that environment, those stores, that channel? And this is basically where Intel created a number of catalogs that we very quickly during the pandemics in the last two years created solutions catalogs of, of some totally new usage case, cases, like proactively monitoring and trying to prevent spread of the virus. For instance, wearing of the masks through technologies that we enabled and MLCX used and deployed, through actually being proactive and safe use of technology to, to pretty much in, in, in some hospitals, for instance, cancer hospitals, where it was very, very critical to monitor the distancing, to, to monitor the mask wearing, where our technology and some of our products like OpenVINO, OpenVINO being a free toolkit, open source for optimizing development of AI inference models. How do we actually help customers, ecosystem partners that we work with to actually use and deploy. And as, as Luke, you just mentioned, um, in the post office, that's a perfect example. It's not about replacing the humans. It's actually automatizing, making it safer, making it easier and more uh, efficient, the, the human interaction. And how do we actually make it make a lot of these industries and new usage models? For instance, it's, it's always in the past been online, offline. But during the pandemics, we have seen a massive, massive push on merging online and offline. And that actually drew to some new usage models. For instance, before pandemics, off-curb collection, off-curb collection almost did not exist. And now it's in many retailers or many kind of industries seen as a default usage model or type of user experience that is expected and benefits to both sides. So let's talk about that. When you when you are referring to Stefan the physical interaction and in-person. Let's talk about the vulnerabilities there, though, because I feel like a lot of people, when they're behind their computers and they're ordering online, still there are some concerns with regards to privacy. But when you're in person, there's talk of smart technology being used to kind of monitor and even mimic in certain ways some of the actions that are going on in the store. Some retailers and consumers alike may feel like it's a little bit too much Big Brother watching. So what's the solution there? So from Intel's side, Intel is incredibly, incredibly focused on complying and fulfilling and even driving a lot of GDPR, um, which is privacy issues. So whenever we talk about um, screens and, and intelligence screens, it, there is a very clear determination between detection Detecting the audience, detecting the age groups, detecting the environment. Is it raining uh, or is it sunny? Simply because maybe messages on the screens for ice creams on, or umbrellas will in real time change. Versus 
recognizing. There is no any recognition without consumers, without people opting in. Opting in could be done through loyalty programs where you might have the app on your phone or something. And this is effectively extending the technology solutions that basically screen communicates with self-check-in terminal, with the, with the advertising on the, on the screen, with the barcode which is advertised on the screen, but also connects to um, one-to-one advertising that either brand or retailer drives through the app that you might have on your phone. So there is no any, uh, any recognition of the people unless people opt in first. So Intel has to is, is very clear on that. The intelligence screens are meant to recognize who is it in front of the screen, what kind of commercial, which again is predetermined by, by the brand, by the, pro, by the marketing di- divisions of the advertising companies, what product, as Luke mentioned, um, child products or baby nappies, for instance, versus type of the day, who is the audience, what pos- possible age group. There is no 100% Accuracy, because with the different, um, let's say, glasses or, or makeup or something, you know, age groups are variant. But it's it's very high uh, possibility to say that it will detect, is it children, is it male, is it female, and what time of the day, and then compare to weather, to any outside other temperature or other um, factors in order to predetermine whatever was pre this determined content to show it on the screen. Or if somebody opts into a loyalty program, it will actually then, if you're buying shoes, it will basically promote maybe um, both upsell and cross-sell. Upsell being that maybe it will promote some other shoes or other colors. Personally, I, I go and find a T-shirt and I buy that T-shirt if I like it in every color, then I'm done <laughs> for the T-shirts for a while. Or if I'm buying shoes, it will maybe uh, cross-sell to maybe uh, 50% off or, or whatever the discount on socks or things that I might not necessarily need immediately, but I will need. Or shirt with the, with the belt or, you know, you name it. it it's, it's pretty much a sandbox where Intel enables technologies and, and products and solutions and services, but it's integrators, it's companies like MailCX that actually productizing those and putting them in front of the customers. Yeah, completely agree with what you're saying there, Stefan. And it's really important to add, like, from a technology perspective, uh, all the data that we use is anonymized. So we don't actually have any access to the actual cameras in itself. All we see is numbers and figures, and we relay that data back to the customer. It's also really important to mention as well that we're GDPR compliant. So, for example, a lot of our bigger customers in some of the, the banks and financial industry, so security is really paramount for everything that we deliver to a customer experience perspective. So, yeah, what Stefan was saying, rather than mapping an individual person, what we're trying to do is aggregate the data across different multiple groups. So then we can uh, try and define trends, as Stefan was saying, with multiple T-shirt buy. That would be a marketer's dream by the sound of it there, Stefan. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, all, all, we're, all we're about is obviously from a retail perspective, obviously maximizing the opportunity when the customer's coming through. But from a consumer perspective, as Stefan was saying again, we just want it to be relevant and the content you're seeing is going to improve your experience when you're actually in the store in itself. So let's talk about that experience. Can you walk us through, because this is really exciting from a consumer standpoint, this murder technology, knowing that we've already addressed privacy concerns. But as you said, Stefan, my husband would love that idea of finding one item and getting the shopping done in one day. Let's just buy one of everything in every color. 
but how does that actually work? Can you walk us through a scenario as a consumer walking in? How does the new smart technology go with what they're experiencing from when they walk in the door? So in a previous life, when I was at a telco company, I used to look after the New Zealand market. Uh, And one of my largest clients was actually a shopping mall. And they came to us with a really interesting proposition. Rather than just doing people counting and security, they wanted to have a a better sense of who the customers that are coming through and obviously targeting their content more effectively. So what they found, which was really interesting, is on a Thursday morning, they had an influx of young mothers coming through the shopping mall. So what they saw here was an opportunity to target this specific demographic a lot more effectively to what they were doing before. So as a consequence, they started uh, marketing mother care products, etc. As a consequence of advertising more effectively based on the data we provided them, they saw a huge uplift, obviously, in sales of the product. But also from a consumer perspective as well, they were very pleased to be knowing that a lot of the products that they were traditionally buying was on stuff like a discount structure as well. So you can see both from a retail perspective, they've obviously maximized the opportunity. But then from a shopper's perspective, that content was relevant for them. As a consequence, there was an obviously an uplift in terms of sales and discount structures, et cetera. So that's just kind of one example when I was back in the APJC market when I was working through. How about from your experience and stuff on? So from our experience, we've seen actually that um, that in the retailer's side, that they have uh, often wondered which part of advertising is actually uh, relevant. Um, there is an old saying that uh, in many marketing organizations, they said half of the marketing uh, budget is wasted. They just don't know which half. And this technology actually enables to measure interaction, measure effectively how long people actually st- stop and look. So there is also term, uh, distract, attract, transact. Distract, effectively, people are distracted if there is something relevant to them. We, Our eyes ma- manage to take 60,000 um, images every minute and our brain filters them through and our brain will f- clearly focus on something that is relevant we are all the time when we are in the shopping mall we are bombarded with messages advertising talks noise but we are filtering them through if you're passing beside let's say train station and suddenly you see a nice um image of the espresso in the morning uh, on the large screen on the vending machine most likely you will actually turn and have a look and suddenly we provide technology that, that can actually measure the dwell time, measure number of people, measure the, let's say, facial points and say, yes, I have I have a person that is actually looking at the sign. Then it says, and I can see that that person is spending 20 seconds, 10 seconds. It depends what kind of, prod, what kind of product is being advertised, what kind of content is there. So by measuring the dwell time, by measuring the interaction and then maybe even connecting it to the sales out data, if it's in retail space, you could actually provide information about effectiveness of the advertising, which marketing material is relevant to the consumers, what actually kind of tips the scale. And ultimately, that then is the data that retailer is using to optimize not only the products, but to optimize even even the product placement in the store um, by so-called heat maps, they can actually map where the consumers generally tend to walk in, walk around. And this is a completely different thing, but this is actually value to the retailer. The brand gets gets information, who is actually the audience? Who is the consumer of their brands? Because this is something that technology enables. Anonymous impression detection 
and analytics. And look, you could maybe uh, just expand because you you guys uh, have also developed a number of different analytics engines and how and what the retailer can actually, or retail management can actually see and follow through the brands, through the store, through the interaction and the consumer. Yeah, so I guess we can kind of go head to toe from it. So it depends how deep you want to go from a retail perspective, but all this information is super critical I guess, in maximizing that experience from a consumer perspective. So as I mentioned before, we can look at an aggregated data, the age, the gender, and the sentiment of customers that are coming through the store. Then we can start making it a bit more specific. So how long are people spending on specific shelves, in the example? How long are they dwelling there for? And then obviously we move into the actual product in itself. How long are they actually picking up the product for? And maybe if a staff member comes up to me and has a chat with me whilst I'm picking up that product, does that aid the purchasing experience and does that lead for me to go on and purchase that or not? So it's all super critical for businesses to realise both, I guess, how their staff are performing from an efficiency level, but are we maximising that opportunity and that experience for when someone's in the shop in itself? Stefan earlier was mentioning when he wants one T-shirt, he could have five later on as well. Exactly the same thing where on, on the likes of ASOS and other brands as well online. You, you want products that are similar to what you're purchasing already, so you've got a more informed decision when you're through your purchasing journey. So I guess from a breadth perspective, what Mel can do, there's a lot of stuff you can get out of the box, which you've done a million times with different customers. But the beauty of what you can do is meld as well. You can come to us with a problem statement and we can create something really customized to what your business objective is. So we're talking about obviously the big benefits for retailers and businesses here, but let's flip things and talk about the consumer. What can the consumers gain, especially from more information being gathered, even if it is unidentifiable? How much of a perk will they see with the technology that we're talking about today? From a consumer perspective, again, it's all about having that relevant content in front of you to make more informed decisions. So nine times out of 10, when I'm actually on an online shop, as an example, I don't even remember to buy. So for example, I'm buying football boots, but then sometimes I forget something like shin pads, as an example. It's these kind of prompts that make my purchasing journey a lot more effective when I'm going for a specific target. So what we're trying to create is that same online experience in brick and mortar for consumers. So it's really important, although that we coined that big brother phrase earlier, it's not that at all. It's just giving us the tools and access to all the information to make a better uh, informed decision as a consumer. And from Intelside, just to add, in our sandbox of tools that we provide to companies like MLCX, um, one other that is very important, and then especially in the last couple of years, last um, years we've seen grow, is importance of social media. Effectively, we have even seen the the um, clothes hangers with integrated number of likes from social media. So consumer can actually drive, no, on the experience side, drive direct connection to social media, to their social media channels, to effectively post product or retrieve product information from the social media, likes, not likes, I mean, if somebody is relevant to that, but it effectively enables consumer new experiences, consumers' satisfaction with the brand, with the retailer, with the products, with the stores, with that specific industry. Why is that important? Is because that level of increased level of satisfaction then drives acquisition of new customers. So ultimately, acquisition of new customers, loyalty of those customers, actually drive the retailers' numbers also higher. And this is where technology actually connects um, 
online to offline and, and goes across from edge to the cloud, connects all the information, all the relevant data with all the in, in weather information or any other information that is relevant at the time. Uh, Luke is probably not going to be buying um, football boots in the middle of uh, winter when it's rain and it's not really weather for that. But on the other hand, look, I'm not meaning anything because, of course, there are closed arenas and, you know, rugby is played all the time. So that's that's nice. But ultimately, experience is satisfaction of the consumers, new usage models, um, that actually drives the customer acquisition, customers' satisfaction with the brand, with the product, with the store, with industry. Really hearing a win-win on both sides here. So the big question, where do we go from here? How quickly can interested stores adopt these newer updates that we're talking about? And how many stores do you think will follow suit? And then will this smarter technology pretty much be the mainstream for what we see from here on out? If I maybe kick off this, um, it's not where we go there because the train has lost the, left the station a long time back. It's effectively the trend that we've seen across many industries. Um, in the, the 30, 40 years, the big focus was on the back end of the stores, which was logistics, organizing, how the products get delivered from the production, manufacturing, wherever, to the final store. What we've seen is the big change in last probably 10 years with the screens, with the prices of the screens going down, with making technology affordable, that actually there is a big impact on the front end which is user experience, which is developing usage model. It's not only build and the customer will come. It's actually now build what the customers need. So pretty much there is this end-to-end -end connection with the front-end user experiences, technologies being used to, to deliver that performance, that, that experience that consumers expect nowadays. Um, if we even look into, let's say, nowadays babies, um, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, um, we may be taught that some things will be futuristic, but nowadays give mobile phone to any child, any one-year-old child. He does not need any training. He will do that. <laughs> so it's actually how the technology gets adopted. And once it's adopting, it's not going anywhere. It's there to stay and expand even further. So where do we go from here? We go to effectively driving more user experiences, new usage models, connections, in the stores of the online and offline, new experiences, new efficiencies, we are effectively driving products at the right time, right place, right uh, consumer. And this is one of the technologies that Intel enabled, developed, and pretty much ecosystem like MeltCX are using to develop their products. Yeah, it's a little bit scary, actually, how quickly kids are now adopting mobile phones, I reckon. Back in my heyday, we had a snake and a few text messages, and that's about as dangerous as it got. But, yeah, it's, it's crazy. But in terms of, like, a, a consumer perspective, the, one of the key reasons why I joined Meld is it's so easy to have these immediate outcomes for customers. So a lot of the use cases, as Stefan was saying, that train's left years and years ago now. So a lot of these custom models we've, we've, built, we've built, we're running in lots of the high-end retailers and healthcare and, and other industries as well. So from a consumer perspective, all it's a simple case of is ordering a license and you've got that immediate time to value. But I guess where we can come in from a training perspective, we're, we're talking about what the future we can build. There's always a new use case that some retailers or healthcare or manufacturing are thinking of. 
Like a perfect example the other day is uh, someone wanted to detect theft detection, for example, in their stores. So not just being reliant on the traditional security guard looking around for shifty blokes. They wanted to analyze this more effectively. So what we're doing now is stuff like behavior training. Are people looking over their shoulders, putting stuff in pockets? Then can we start being a bit more proactive in our approach to security? So in terms of development, the sky is really the limit. With the help of Intel and obviously Mailed CX, we can really build out custom use cases for not only just retailers, but all other industries as well. Some great information, very interesting from a consumer standpoint. Can't wait to see these updates that are soon going to be in place, hopefully in some of my favorite stores. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping up here? So from Intel side, as we are launching this podcast during the Integrated Systems Europe in uh, Barcelona. Uh, please do come and visit Intel's booth where MelCX has a demo, a number of these use cases, new these experiences are actually being showcased, demonstrated, and number of customer examples being discussed. So on the technology side, um, AI inference is technology which leads to better outcomes from both consumer and retailer perspective, creating more efficient customized experience, better satisfaction, and all the data that is detected on the spot, it's only used for business owners to make better informed decisions for the benefit of board parties, for the consumers that opt in, that have some loyalty programs, to actually inform them about the product that they are interested in based on their purchasing habits, history, or, or whatever their interest is predefined. So absolutely, technology can help consumers, help retailer, help whoever is managing the, that infrastructure to be more efficient, more effective and drive towards more satisfactory experience across many of the industries. Couldn't agree more with this there, Stefan, to be fair. Um, but first and foremost, if you're in Barcelona, come and say hello. The beauty of what we're doing here is we're actually going to show some of these real-life use cases in front of the stand in itself. So not only are we speaking conceptually, you can see it firsthand on the dashboard. All I'd encourage you to do is everything that we do here at Meld and Intel, it's all see, try and buy. So you can run a free trial for 30 or 60 days or however long to, to, to build the benefit. And then from there, we can then progress it into a purchase if you're seeing value back to your business. But a huge thanks for having us in today. And then hopefully we'll catch a few of you in Barcelona as well. Wonderful conversation. I want to thank my guest, Luke Fode, Sales Director for EMEA, and Stephen Dragosh, EMEA, Business Development Manager, IoT Platforms and Solutions. Thank you both for joining me today. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for watching To the Edge and Beyond, the series that makes sense of use cases across industries, brought to you by the Intel Internet of Things Group. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast for more information coming your way from the Intel Internet of Things Group. I'm your host, Michelle Don Mooney. Hope to see you soon. Bye.